Hello, hello, and welcome back for another episode of A Quiet Divorce. This week, we are going to talk more about confrontations. So this is confrontations part two. You know, I felt like this was such a broad, broad topic that can go in so many different directions. And with so many ways to deal with confrontations, I wanted to share a bit more about my personal experiences because I dealt with it so, so much in my divorce, after my divorce, and now in my current relationship with Jeff. So without further ado, let's dive in. We left off last week with the confrontations that Jeff had with his sister and parents for the first time. He continues to deal with weekly conversations that would turn into, oh my God, a full-blown argument without fail. They all continue to disagree with it time and time again, and heavily, might I add. There was this one particular incident. I mean, there were many instances, but this particular one was of Jeff explaining to them his feelings about me, how everything just happened, and we didn't mean for any of this to happen. He continued to express how much he cared about me, and how his feelings were so, so strong that he didn't know what to do. He had to tell them about it. And as much as they disapproved, and as much as he understood why, he simply cannot and will not let me go. His parents went as far as to ask him to stop seeing me for a little while a trial period even, just to see if he's able to forget about me. Focus on your kids, they said, and possibly be open to dating someone else at another time. They encouraged him almost daily for weeks to reconsider and really, really think about how this will affect the family, the entire family. Oh, the family. Let's get back to that, right? Let's talk about the family and a bit more as to why it's so important to maintain harmony. And who is it most important for? I learned that the reason harmony needed to exist is because of my ex-mother-in-law. She was kind of the leader of the pack and she usually got what she wanted almost all the time, except this time. I always knew that the biggest family value they had was to stick together no matter what, right or wrong, remember? Always choose your family over all else and forsake all others. That was basically their motto, words to live by. And yet, and yet, they were so, so quick to place blame and judgment on one of their own, whether it was me or Jeff. That is what I really couldn't wrap my head around, is the hypocrisy of it all. When it came to their needs, what they wanted, what they needed for the family, it was always family first. But if any member of that family didn't comply or agree with their needs or wants, then what? Suddenly that family bond that was so unbreakable no longer holds true? That is what it looked like from my vantage point and Jeff's as well. So the challenge begins. 
And I'm not necessarily speaking of the challenge of having a relationship with me, but it was more the idea of challenging all they stand for and all that is important to them. Is he able to still be a part of this family? Of course he wanted to. Family was so, so important to Jeff. But then I became equally as important as well. So now what do we do? What does he do? That was his new outlook and focus. Who is he in this family now? And where does he stand? Now that he no longer fully supports everything he grew up knowing, and that was such a big step for him, they are no longer the family he thought he grew up with. They're different. They've changed. And for the first time in his entire life, he is now speaking out against that family. So this was his moment, ladies. The moment when you choose a path you believe you should be on versus the path you've always been told to be on. We were both living and learning all together at the same time. But let's get back to confrontations and my first encounter of what will be of many with my ex. Family and friends alike, they all had something to say. They all gave us their opinions whether we asked for it or not. Let's start with my ex. It happened on this particular Thursday early evening and I was on my way to meet a girlfriend for dinner as it was my week off from the boys. I remember I was driving through the park and my ex's number popped up on my caller ID and my first thought was, huh, this is odd. He never usually calls me at this time. I mean, I never even got to talk to my boys unless I emailed him and asked beforehand. So this call must be for me. And of course I was right. As soon as I answered, he set the stage and the tone and it went something like this. Hey, I need to ask you something and just answer honestly, please. Okay, I said, what is it? Are you dating Uncle Jeff? <laughs> I laughed at first because I was like, um, why are you calling him Uncle Jeff? That's a little creepy. Can you just call him by his name? He was actually questioning me in front of our boys. Inappropriate, yes. So he referred to them as my kids would, hence Uncle Jeff. I asked him again to please just call him by his name and not call him Uncle Jeff. He proceeded to say, can you just answer the question? I decided to respond by saying, you know what, this is a personal question, a little too personal, and if you really want to know and you want all your questions answered, I think it's best you talk to Jeff directly. I repeated that two to three times over, but he kept pushing me for an answer. After a lot of back and forth, he finally said, okay, I'll ask Jeff and get all the answers I need. And if you are in fact, in fact dating my cousin, 
That is just not right, Jackie. I took a breath. I hung up the phone immediately and called Jeff to give him a heads up on the call that he will soon be receiving. Oh my God, my heart was racing and my palms were sweating. I was just a bit caught off guard, you know, and it was probably the first time ever that I decided to choose the right of silence over the right of speech. But my ex wasted no time and called Jeff immediately to get answers. Jeff told me about their conversation and it went something like this. Are you dating? Jackie, are you guys seeing each other? My ex asked. Jeff basically decided to confess to my ex about his feelings for me and how it happened and didn't really want to go through all the questioning. He just wanted to get it over with. And how he didn't mean to upset or hurt anyone. And the initial reaction from my ex was this. You know what? If Jackie makes you happy, then go for it. That was his initial reaction to my ultimate surprise. But things change, right ladies? After further discussion with his family, my ex decided he no longer was okay with it. After speaking to his mother, my ex-mother-in-law, he decided that he felt betrayed now and what Jeff was doing, what I was doing, was simply not right. I honestly don't really blame him for having second thoughts and I get that it's uncomfortable. But, and here is the big but, being that he completely abandoned Jeff for almost two years and his entire family threw me away like I was nothing, I didn't really know what they expected to happen. It always happens that way though, doesn't it? When someone does something, right or wrong, they are suddenly surprised at the reaction to their actions. If you do something wrong, inappropriate, you hurt someone, you can't really expect them to not have the reaction that they are allowed to have now. Jeff and I's relationship is not a reaction to anything. We were simply there for each other when no one else was. I guess you can say Jeff kind of derailed their plans a bit. Because when I think back, when I really think back and go through the timeline of how everything happened, my ex wanted me to go back to Vegas. He wanted full custody of our boys. And if Jeff didn't show up the way he did for me and secretly help me as much as he could, I might have had to go back home. I would probably have to give up my kids. So in reality, Jeff kind of derailed their plans. And that is what my ex-mother-in-law, I believe, is the most upset about. The fact that Jeff ruined her master plan. To treat another human being like a person at the end of the day. And human kindness 
definitely prevailed. And Jeff is the perfect example of that. Now, we have both been confronted by my ex, Jeff's family. Who's next, we thought. And as crazy as it has been so far, it's not even close to being done. He had a conversation with a few more individuals in the family and several groups of friends thereafter. So many confrontations to endure. And he faced them all, stood by his feelings, and stood up for me yet again. But the last confrontation he had that I'm going to leave you ladies with was an unexpected one. Basically, Jeff had a conversation with one of his other cousins, also known as my ex's sister, my ex-sister-in-law. This particular conversation happened in a restaurant. They decided to meet, and it lasted about four and a half hours. Now, that is one long, long conversation. But it started and ended in the same way, inconclusively. I wasn't there, as much as I wish I was, a fly on the wall, to hear all the things she had to say about me. But her first question to Jeff, before she said anything else, immediately when she sat down, the question that she asked told me everything I needed to know. From that question, I knew how much of the truth she really knew. Not much. I knew what side she was standing on. And I clearly can see how she felt about Jeff and about me. And that question was, why didn't you listen to my brother when he asked us all not to talk to Jackie? You should have listened. Why didn't you listen? And if you did, then we wouldn't be in the situation that we are in. That one statement, that one question, revealed everything I needed to know. The remainder of that conversation was just constant back and forth of how she believes her brother and nobody else. And that Jeff shouldn't be with me because that goes against the family. And in her mind, family is everything. And yet, the question that's still out there, the question that remains is, why would Jeff lie about his own cousin? He tried to tell her everything that happened and all the lies that were being told to all of them by my ex, but she refused to believe that the, her brother would do anything like that. My brother would never kick her out of the house, she said. Oh, he did, and more. There are two sides to every story, ladies, and when it comes to divorce, both parties deserve to be heard. That is the one thing they refuse to have as an open mind, which is another major mark of Asian culture. The family is the only one that you should believe, and everyone else just lies. In this modern world of today, how can you be so close-minded and one-sided, I thought. You can't be. You simply can't be. 
Jeff left that meeting with his cousin more sure than ever that this family is not the family he grew up with, not the family he's known all his life. The family he knew would never treat another person this way. So now he's torn by the very family he thought he knew because he sees them for who they really are now. And that was really hard for Jeff. It's a hard realization to come to terms with. Now I could go into more details about all the other conversations we had, but the ultimate conversation is yet to come. So ladies, how do we deal with all the judgment that surrounds us every day from every direction? Friends, family, even ourselves. My best advice to that is try hardest, your hardest, to judge less. Listen more and understand more and expect that in return. Secondly, trust your instincts, know your truth, and stand by it. There will always be judgments out there from every direction. As long as you're sure of your truth and who you are, then that will take you anywhere you need to go. We will continue next week with more on Jeff and I, the continued battle against his family and his own personal letter to his cousin, my ex. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. And until next week, bye for now. Thank you.